thank you for joining the Bogart Press through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, our study is entitled God's Sovereignty at Work and comes from 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel 1 through 4, and 1 Chronicles 1 through 10. During this study, we will recognize the sovereignty of God, which directs the affairs of men and nation in spite of human weakness. You can purchase your copy of this book along with many other study resources on our website, bogardpress.org. So grab your copy of the Summer 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. The lesson for July 9, 2023 is entitled, Saul is Chosen as King. It comes from 1 Samuel chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, verses 15 through 17, and chapter 10, verse 1, verses 17 through 26. The key verse, And Samuel said to all the people, See ye him whom the Lord has chosen, that there is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted and said, God save the king. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 24. The application, the student will conclude that Following the Lord's will results in blessings from the Lord. Seeking the Context Arguably, the most important decision in our Christian lives is who we will follow. Will we follow our own desires and wants? Or will we follow the temptations of Satan and his world? Or will we follow the Lord? Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 25. This decision sets the path of our lives and whether we will be blessed or cursed by God. Israel made their decision in 1 Samuel chapter 8. They wanted a king like the nations. Instead of following the Lord, they followed their own desires, and their desires were patterned after the world. They rejected God as their king and told Samuel to give them a king like all the other nations of the world. The Lord told Samuel to give them what they wanted, but not without warning. Samuel warned Israel of all that a king would take and demand. Still they were set on what they wanted. It was not what the Lord wanted. In today's lesson, we see how the Lord arranged the choosing and anointing of Saul as king. Israel was not seeking the Lord's will, but Samuel was. So the Lord worked through Samuel to choose a king for Israel. Did the Lord choose Saul for Israel's benefit or for their punishment? I will be the first to admit that I do not always understand everything the Lord is doing. But it seems to me that Saul was the king that Israel wanted. Undeniably, the Lord chose Saul to be Israel's first king, but he chose Saul to give Israel what they wanted, not what he wanted. Israel would regret not following the Lord, but their own desires. Do you think Saul was God's choice or Israel's choice for a king? Searching the text. Number 1. Meet Saul. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. Now there was a man of Benjamin, whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zeror, the son of Becherath, the son of Aphia, a Benjaminite, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man, and a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. Opening 1 Samuel chapter 9, we meet Saul and his family. 
All their characteristics were those desired by the world. Saul's father, Kish, was a mighty man of power. Verse 1. This description speaks of both his physical strength and wealth. Kish was a man of means and influence. Likely, he was the wealthiest man of his region and held sway over it. His son Saul was a choice young man. Verse 2. He was the best of the best by worldly standards. He was good-looking and a head taller than anyone else. Everything about Saul was what Israel was looking for. It cannot be determined exactly how tall Saul was, but that he was head and shoulders above the rest made him desirable. He had the looks of a powerful military man, one who could hold his own among the giants of the land. The Philistines had their giants, Goliath, 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 4, so Israel wanted theirs. There is nothing wrong with being tall or good-looking. However, this is not the Lord's standard for choosing people for his service. Later, when the Lord sent Samuel to find the king to replace Saul, he told Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on his height of his stature, because I have refused him. For Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7. David was chosen to replace Saul as king, and the Lord described him as a man after his own heart. 1 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 14. Acts chapter 13 verse 22. With the Lord, it is the heart, not height, that matters most. This ought to remind us that outward appearance is not the important consideration when choosing people for positions of service in churches. We should look at people as the Lord does. Look at their hearts. Do they have a loving, caring, and serving heart? Do they have a heart for God? How does the church of your membership choose people for positions of service? Number two, Samuel anoints Saul king. 1 Samuel chapter 9 verses 15 through 17 and chapter 10 verse 1. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hands of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry is coming to me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold the man whom I spake to thee of, this same shall reign over my people. Then Samuel took a vial of oil, and poured it upon his head, and kissed him, and said, It is not because the Lord hath appointed thee to be captain over his inheritance. The Lord arranged the meeting between Saul and Samuel when Saul was sent to look for his father's lost donkeys. Having no success in finding them, the servant who accompanied Saul suggested they visit Samuel, who might be able to tell them where the donkeys were. On the day before, the Lord had told Samuel that a man from Benjamin would come to him and that Samuel was to anoint him captain over Israel. 
It is interesting that the Lord did not initially say that he would anoint Saul king, but instead captain. The same word is used again when Samuel anointed him, chapter 10, verse 1. This word means leader, ruler, prince, chief, or official. It implies less authority than a king. Even the word reign in verse 17 does not usually refer to the reign of a king, but to restrain or even oppress people. It seems that the Lord would not use king with reference to Saul. It was the people who first called Saul king, 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 24. Throughout Saul's kingship, there was a constant reminder that Saul was the people's choice for king, 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 19, chapter 12, verse 1, and verse 13. Although it must be said that Saul was the Lord's anointed, 1 Samuel chapter 24 and verse 6. We see very clearly that the Lord was in charge of these events. It was God's leadership that resulted in Saul becoming the first king of Israel. There are occasions when it seems that the Lord would have prolonged Saul's kingship if he would have obeyed, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 13 and 14. But we should not concern ourselves with what could have been, but what actually happened. Saul's failure as king of Israel mirrors the nation as a whole. It is usually the case that ungodly people choose ungodly leaders, and ungodly leaders lead the people to more ungodliness. Saul, no doubt, had great potential to be a good leader in Israel. He showed obedience to his father and determination in searching for the lost donkeys. He expressed humility in questioning why God would choose him to lead his people, 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 21. Samuel would later say of Saul, When thou was little in thine own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 17. But only a couple of years after becoming king of Israel, Saul disobeyed the Lord and lost the kingship, 1 Samuel chapter 13. Why do you think the Lord had Samuel anoint Saul captain over Israel? Number three, Samuel announces Saul king. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verses 17 through 26. And Samuel called the people together unto the Lord in Miz to Mizpah, and said unto the children of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all kingdoms and of them that oppressed you. And ye have this day rejected your God, who himself saved you out of all your adversities and your tribulations. And ye have said unto him, Nay, but set a king over us. Now therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was taken. And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, If the man should yet come thither, and the Lord answered, 
Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. And they ran and fetched him thence. And when he stood among the people, he was higher than any of the people from his shoulders and upward. And Samuel said to all the people, See ye him whom the Lord has chosen, that there is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted and said, God save the king. Then Samuel told the people the manner of the kingdom, and wrote it in a book, and laid it up before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. And Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there went with him a band of men whose heart God had touched. Samuel called the people of Israel to Mizpah, and it was no coincidence that this was the place where the Lord had defeated the Philistines. And Samuel had set up the Ebenezer stone in honor of the Lord's helping them in battle. 1 Samuel chapter 7 verses 11 through 13. Samuel first reminded the people of how they had rejected God by asking for a king. God had faithfully delivered Israel from Egypt, gave them victory after victory in the promised land, and many times delivered them from oppression. He had saved them from all their adversities and tribulations. As if this were not good enough, Israel said no to God and demanded a king. So God said a king they would have. Samuel arranged the people by tribe and family, and probably using lots or the Urim and Thummim, revealed to Israel the king the Lord had chosen for them. From the tribe of Benjamin, the family of Matri, and the son of Kish, Saul was to be their king. But Saul was nowhere to be found. He was hiding among the stuff or supplies. Why was Saul hiding? Was he a reluctant leader? Was he being humble or was he afraid? Saul was likely afraid because true godly humility accepts God's call on one's life regardless of personal fear. I cannot help but notice that just like the Israelites were so full of fear of their enemies because they did not trust the Lord, so too Saul was afraid to accept God's call because he too did not trust the Lord. Saul would later disobey the Lord out of fear. 1 Samuel chapter 13 verses 11 and 12, chapter 15 and verse 24. Just as Saul was a mixture of good and bad qualities, Samuel's speech was also filled with good and bad. Israel had rejected God and demanded a king. But look at the man God chose for them. There was none like him among all Israel. Look how tall he is. I do wonder if Samuel was being a bit sarcastic, but the people took the cue and shouted, God save the king. Verse 24. The people were overjoyed to have their king but I think Samuel left that day a sad man. How do you think Samuel felt about announcing Saul as king of Israel? Setting the application. Saul was an indeed an anomaly. At times he looked like a great king. His actions in 1 Samuel chapter 11 in the battle against the Ammonites were, were admirable. He even gave the Lord credit for the victory, verse 13. But it would not be long before Saul became filled with selfish ambition and fear and disobeyed the Lord. One day he was a courageous leader, 
The next day, he was a paranoid tyrant. Saul proved to be an emotionally unstable and effective leader, but had little to do with his personal characteristics and everything to do with his disobedience to the Lord. Our lesson reminds us how important leadership is in the work of the Lord. We must seek the Lord in choosing our leaders. Paul warned Timothy to lay hands suddenly on no man, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 22, which refers to ordaining pastors and deacons in the churches. In other words, we are to take our time and seek the Lord's guidance in choosing the men to serve in these leadership positions. This is why we have the qualifications of both pastors and deacons in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1-13. through 13. The same can be said for choosing Sunday school teachers, youth leaders, music leaders, and any leader in one of the Lord's churches. The most important quality a potential leader must have is full obedience to the Lord. How should a church choose leaders? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogart Press through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue recognizing God's sovereignty at work in the scriptures. Bogart Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resource they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday school, children's chapel, Bible training course, Bible challenge, and vacation Bible school. Please visit our website to find all the ministry resources you will need at bogartpress.org. That's bogartpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotion at bogartpress.org.